Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Yes, sir. Good to be with you. I'm Jeff. That is Tom, Director Matthew, along for the ride as well. You were you, and you're with us, and it's Redemption Thursday. Woo-hoo-hoo. Got the picks right here, kiddos. The secret. It's the answer to all your dreams right here, these picks. Feeling good this week, Tommy. Feeling good. We didn't have enough room for all of my picks. I actually have more. This is a big card this week in the Cameron household. Big card. Really? Into the double digits you go on the card. Yeah, I'm going to probably pick 15, 20 games with my uh, bookie. Whoa. Yeah, probably. I think so. I, I'm I'm due for an all-in chips kind of let's see where we're at. Because it's the midway point. So you said the hell with it this weekend. All in. We're going full steam ahead. Yeah, I haven't placed him yet, I, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm feeling good. I do. I feel really good. You know, I don't know. Maybe I was buoyed by the Braves. Maybe, maybe my fear and loathing was all for naught yesterday as the Braves said, to hell with you, Cameron. We are not going to lose this series. In fact, quite the opposite. We're going to beat that ass. And no, I'm not a Braves fan. So is the series over again? No. Okay. <laughs> no, no, right, no. Right. It was over yesterday, and then the Braves went, no, no. We're, we're breaking out, the, uh, we're breaking out a, a different mold. It's a different version of the Braves. We're, we're, not, we're not what we were. We're going to go ahead and win this game. Going away. We're just going to run away with it, make it non-competitive. So it's not over. The Braves have not won the series. No, yet. they haven't. Because okay. they lose All this right. next game, then everybody will start gripping again. Uh, <laughs> hey, so yeah, I see where Gregory hit on it right away. Clemson player, another Clemson player has transferred. Uh, he wants to WTF is going on over there. He wants to know. I hope an insurrection of sorts from the locker room. I hope we get uh, a group of kids that say, you know, I think this guy's a fraud. You know, there's a lot of sin in the locker room. and We, <laughs> we had to reduce the amount of sin we had. We need to get back to winning and, yeah. and not sinning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just buoyed by my big Utah win last weekend, and that, that has me. I think the weather, too. I think yeah. the weather is impacting the size of your wager card. You think it's yeah, yeah, because you've got more fervor about everything that you do, more fervor. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably true. You know, I don't like to use these airwaves as um, as a way to get answers to questions that personally uh, are bothering me, right? Because that's not entertaining for the listeners. Sure, you do. I mean, I have, but I don't like to do it. I don't do it frequently. I don't. You don't do it frequently, but but you like when you when you have, have the ability to I use. I have done it before. Yeah, yeah. When I want answers, and I know that there are a lot of people out there with answers, and you know sometimes you throw it out there. But th- this is there's, there's a reason I'm asking, and I don't want to get all into this because it involves a longer conversation that people will, don't even really care to hear. So, but 
I, th- this is the question that's been bothering me, so I'll throw it to the fine folks on the War Chant TV uh, chat room or the folks on Twitter at Jay Cameron Show or whomever, right, or the listeners of 93.3. Yeah, folks on the boards. Real, yeah, all of it, right, right. So thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Jeff just asked, what's on your mind, Jeff? All right, so so here's – I appreciate that, Jeff. <laughs> Here, here's what's on my mind. Well done on the ghost account, sir. Yeah. Nobody will suspect. <laughs> he wouldn't use another Jeff. Uh, yeah, that's good. So uh, Jeff wants to know what's on my mind. All right, so you know um, – uh, see, I, I'm starting this all wrong. Uh-oh, this is getting very serious very fast. No, it's not serious. It's not serious. It's selfish. It's not, but it also isn't something that any of my listeners care about. So I'm not, you know, I, I got to be careful how I word this. I want to know who locally in Tallahassee or in the in the surrounding counties here, right? A little nearby little cities, if you will, right? It, it, it doesn't have to Down be. Down to Tall- the Forgotten Coast? It, it, well, to no, Perry, no, 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 no. I'm not driving. To <laughs> Because it's going to involve me driving, and, in, and I'm not driving to Hell's Half Acres to make this change. But I would like to know if there's somebody that, um, that uh, raises uh, their own cattle around town and treats them humanely uh, and, then, and, and doesn't fill them full of chemicals or anything like that. What, you got a hankering for a steak? Kind of, yeah. But, uh, but here's the thing. Now, I, I want to know if there's somebody who does that. And again, I don't want to shot full of steroids and all that other stuff. And then when it comes time to, to take them out, uh, to, to, to eat the meat, they do so humanely as well as best they can, right? I, I want to know of this individual. Now, it's, it's, a lot, it's, it's a lot more expensive to buy meat that way as opposed to from an industrial farming type thing, right? So I'd like to know that, and I'd like to, to, to kind of investigate those people, not in a bad way. I just want to know where my meat's coming from if I, get, if I do decide uh, to, to cook a lean steak every now and again. Now, you know I haven't had red meat in like seven years. Right, so something hits you this week that you no. really want a uh, oh, burger? Part, no, no, I don't want a burger. I don't care about a burger. In fact, the opposite, I don't want a burger. I just like a big, just a big lean steak. The point of that is, is and we are not getting into all this, because then it's going to get into why I stopped eating meat to begin with, and I don't want to do that. Um, but I do want to know. Folks, don't take too kindly to that type of <laughs> logic and reason. Yeah, so... It's not. Yep, I hear the phones. They're going. Okay. See, somebody you pissed yeah. off the masses. No, I haven't pissed. Like, what off. is this? No, no. I want to know of, of what I just referenced. I want to know who's who's a guy or gal in town that does the right thing uh, by the cattle uh, and 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 doesn't pump them full of chemicals and is it treats them well. I want to know, and then I want to uh, talk to them a little bit. That's what I want to do. That's an aside, and I know our listeners know these people. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know a single like, farmer. I don't know anybody. In that world, I've often been jealous of people in that world, though. You know that. I've told you that. I wanted to, I wanted to grow almond trees and just, just be, live out in the wilderness and deal with the almond trees. Almond trees. I never knew that. I knew you wanted goats. I didn't know you wanted almond trees. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I, yeah. And maybe I, some solar panels from your boy, the, oh, uh, the wagerer. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to buy a bunch of land, have these trees. Shake the bejesus out of them when it comes time to get my almonds. <laughs> and just stare at the moon. I want, that's the life I want. <laughs> I feel like there's peyote involved in this particular conversation. <laughs> Staring at the moon, um, shaking almond trees. But I'd be free to do so probably, if I wanted to. Probably journaling of some kind. Perhaps. Who knows? Probably drinking a good cup of coffee. Uh, I don't know. 
So I, I'm kind of curious, by the way, of uh, that life. I've always been. Wouldn't you, wouldn't, wouldn't you like a life? I'm not saying I'm walking away from radio, but wouldn't you like a life where you could go outside in the morning when the sun comes up and it's nice and cool and you're up? Not, no, not when it's 100. Did you win the lottery and you're retiring and this is your roundabout way of saying that you're done? <laughs> this, feels, <laughs> this feels ominous. If I won the lottery, I wouldn't be here right now. I'd probably do a going away show. Yeah. Is this it? This Are we living not, it? Yeah. <laughs> you're telling everybody you're getting almond trees and you're going to find a uh, farmer who can handle cattle the right way? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Ryan. It's true. Add guys that grow things to guys that fix things. I'm envious and admire guys that fix things. I've said that on the air millions of times that, uh, look, you know, you, you, you try, you seek, you seek, you search to become fully realized. And part of that is being really honest with yourself about the things you're good at, but most notably about the things you're terrible out about at, I should say. You're terrible at doing whatever. I'm terrible at fixing things. So are you for the most part, right? Yeah, for the most We're part. We're very similar that way. Yeah. We, we, we know we can't fix a damn thing. Um, that's why well, we call people who can't. I could if I go to YouTube and say, how do you fix this sure, thing, and then sure, mirror sure. the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But eh. It's a lot of frustration. We're not that good at it I'm going to go hit golf balls and have somebody else do that. That's, cr- that, that's, that's what I'm going to do. That's exactly what I do. That's exactly what I do. Uh, but I can't fix a damn thing. I also don't have a real good sense of direction. Did you ever know that about me? Yeah, yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. You go places fast, but you really need a navigator to well, make sure that that's efficient and fast. thank God we live in a fast. very modern world. Yeah. Thank God for the military, right, uh, coming up with GPS all those years ago. Now we know exactly where the hell we're going at all times. There we go. We're back on there. Thank you, the military. We're much better now. <laughs> I will say, driving around town sometimes when I'm in the passenger seat, I'm like, this is a circuitous way of going. Okay. Well, why don't you say something? Well, you're allowed. I mean, you're a dear friend. It doesn't bother me. There if you are say, circumstances when I can, go left. There are circumstances when I could say something, and then there are those where you just, you know, we're we're gonna ride with the playbook that you've uh, drawn up, the game plan that you've installed this week. It's your show. If I'm going uh, in a very circuitous route, as you pointed out, you you're free to say we could save time if you take a right here, Jeff. All right. Now. You know, gauge how you say it. I mean, look, right, look you right. know, you don't have to be well, rude about it. it. We're still going to be ahead of the curve given your propensity to go above the, the speed limit. Yeah, I'm, so I'm always going to get us there faster than everybody else. Most of the time, even if it is circuitous, like, like, well, well, it's a net gain. <laughs> it's still a net gain of about two minutes. It could be six, but it's two, so we're good. There's Whatever. a real plus minus uh, relationship to riding with me. I'm a very good driver. You would admit that. Yeah. And I get You're, places very fast. Controlled aggression is the way I'd say that you drive. Yeah. Controlled aggression. I get us there. It's never out of control. There are no, never unmitigated never risks. Right, yeah. right. You're never like, what the hell was that? No. But you will do some weaving in some very calculated ways. Uh, yeah. Mario Andretti over here, baby. I'm getting yeah. us to yeah. the place on time. Early, in fact. We're getting there early. Uh, but, but, and, you know, I've had many a ticket in my life to prove it. But, uh, I, I've, I've, you know. That's the best part about going on long trips where you're mm. the driver. like, well, I've got no risk of being fined here. And it's going to be a sight to behold, some of the speeds that we get to. <laughs> but I never feel as though the car is about to fly apart. No, I never feel like it's no. going yeah. to top over. Yeah. There's, you're not putting any other drivers in danger. No, no not at all. Um, if the flow of traffic is slower, you go slower. You're not crazy like that. Mm-mm. There are some people who just you know go now the, bat bleep crazy when they're behind somebody for ten seconds. No, no, that's not me. I, I'm I'm gauging. I'm always looking. I've got I've got the angles. I'm looking at the angles. It's it's, it's about the angles. It's math. It's a lot of fun. But but that said, 
you know, uh, you probably have to deal with, uh, you know, uh, listening to me uh, get angry when we are driving slow. Like, I don't flip out, but... Right, and you don't ride somebody uh, to no. the point where they get uncomfortable and they freak out, and yeah, you just... We're just kind of stuck here at a reasonable distance, and then there's a counter. You know, I've been on enough roadies where I'm like 10, 9, Oh, you know, it's eight. coming. It's coming. Well, you, you give the person a chance to clear the middle lane, right? If there's, if there's two cars and he, he's trying to pass, and he's passing at a slower rate than you'd like, once he clears that car in the middle lane, he has about a two-second grace period. And if he doesn't execute at least the turn signal within those two seconds, you're going to say something. And it's mm. not going to be quiet. It's going to be loud. might be a little vulgar. <laughs> it's likely going to be vulgar. Yeah. That's yeah. half the fun. Bryce thinks it's hilarious. He loves riding in the car with me. He's like, well, here goes Dad. Here it comes. It's going to be an interesting choice of words. A slew of them, in right. fact. Yeah, he taps Clark on the shoulder. Get a little of this. Here, 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 here it comes. comes. Here it comes. Look at this guy. This guy's driving like an idiot. Dad notices it. Look at Dad's face. He's zeroed in on this character. Here it comes. That's the thing we all <laughs> studied as kids. It's not just, you can't yeah. really see the face, but it's yeah. almost the way the body language, mm-hmm. the way the chin and head turns when you're disappointed. You could see the back of your parents' heads, and you're like, oh, mm. Mm, this this guy is hitting yeah. right in that sore spot. That's true. Uh, I do like this in the wind. Jeff, my greatest challenge in life has been versus the estimated time of arrival. Yeah, yeah. It's built into our DNA as men. I don't know what that is. I make fun of a lot of things that my dad does. And I, so, therefore, I'm careful not to mimic them. But ETA is a big deal. And I don't know. I mean, stereotypes sometimes exist for a reason. There are elements of truth to them, not blanketly so, as we know. But I don't think women feel this way uh, about ETA the way that men do. Uh, yeah, I, uh, not, not bit, as many. I, I don't not feel like many. the percentage of women in here. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a woman yeah. who does. But, I mean, I have not really come across them. My wife is like, why do you care if it takes us – Five hours and ten minutes, or five hours and two minutes. I'm like, what? What an insane question! Right? Yeah. Well, I can't even believe you asked that question. Yeah, a uh, a girl I knew in college used to say, "What do I have to prove to anybody? You know, right, I, yeah. I'll get there when I get there. It's no big deal." Oh. Or, "What do I have to prove to anybody? I'm going to oh, sleep. Life is just slipping away here. What are right. we doing? We're just wasting right. time in the car. We could be there. That's what I'm telling. We you. could be there. We is the be, right answer. <laughs> we could be there. That's why we've decided to go here. Yeah. So, have we all agreed that's where we're going? I would tell you that the best thing about this would be getting there now mm-hmm. that we've decided to go there. Yeah. Let's go. You know what it's like, and, and this video game, there are many that, that do it, but Madden they have, like, you go to the practice field and there are mm. the challenges. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. you can pass the challenge and get the bronze, or you can pass it with a higher level of accuracy and get mm. the silver, mm-hmm. or you can really kill the game and get the gold. <laughs> Men who are drivers, especially on highway trips, they're, we're going for the gold at all times. We're not just trying to pass the test with We're the here bronze. to win. We're here to win. We're here to get the gold. I'm here to win this week, and here are the wagers. Let's get to them before I get into some FSU football. By the way, right off the bat, you see I've got FSU up top. So if you needed okay. to know, we got FSU versus UMass over 60. Over 60. That wow. feels That feels easy. Easy breezy. Well, you did predict yesterday, what, it was like 58? 58, 58 to 10 or something, something like that. So, yeah, I, 58, I, 17. I picked it an outlandish score, so if I'm going to go that route, then I have to go over 60. And I will. Because we think the fighting Walt Bells might score a couple times, right? And um, if that happens, that means Florida State only's got to score in the 40s. Yeah, that sounds about right. Right. 45-14 feel good to you? 
45-14 would not feel good for the over. No, it wouldn't. Um, but does that sound about the score? I mean, I'm taking a risk here, obviously. I think we're breaking the 50 plateau. I, I do, you know, too. I, I do, too. That's why I picked I, over, I said that about J-State, but this is a different circumstance, I do believe. I think okay. we're better. I think UMass is worse than J-State. I, think I also was, think we're rested up, feeling good about ourselves. We want to execute. We found an identity. Yeah, I had 52-10 in my head. That's, what, right, I, that's what I predicted. Right, so good. it'll be a barely over. Doesn't matter. They all count, buddy. Could be 61 points. Doesn't matter. Let's go. Let's roll. Liberty, minus 21.5 against North Texas. I don't know if quietly uh, you guys noticed last week, but Liberty uh, failed to cover. They not only failed to cover, they lost the game in which they were favored by 30. Oh, my. I think they're pissed, and I don't think there's anything the Mean Green can do about it. Give me Liberty minus 21.5 against North Texas. Or give you death. <laughs> NC State minus three against Miami. We're kind of on quit watch with Miami. I think NC State. That is oddly is, low. It is. Doesn't it make you nervous? Yes, because it reeks of the LSU Florida line that was 11. And I'm like, why is it only 11? What's going on here? Yeah, I'm taking NC State, giving the three. I don't know. I just think this is off. I don't think Miami's going to play real hard. I also know they're banged up. Uh, they've had one disastrous loss after the other. Uh, do you know, and I, I did note this, and uh, the Bear posted this uh, of ESPN fame, Miami is 0-6 in its last six games against Power 5 competition. That's good to hear. That's just fun to say out loud. And they've only covered once in that stretch, by the way. Uh, dubious, uh, to say the least, for Miami against anybody in the Power 5. They have struggled mightily, and they don't really cover either. So there we go. Give me NC State to roll big in this game. I like them on both sides of the ball. I like Notre Dame to beat a hapless Southern Cal team by more than a touchdown. It's six and a half, so I only got to beat them by a touchdown. I'll do that. I'll give the six and a half to uh, Southern Cal. Air Force has been great all year long. Uh, they continue to win football games and look good doing it. I'll give the three to ranked San Diego State. That's this fun. is a sneaky pick, and it's not worthy of the siren because these teams have been of um, yeah note. Yeah, of note. Serious note. Yeah. But still, it feels like you you hid your best pick right there. I don't know why. That one just has a little bit more gravity to it as That's, I look at the slate. That one stuck out to you more than all the rest? It Yes, it did. Wow. It's, uh, in the words of 11, yes. <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, uh, I feel very good about it. I'm excited about that pick. I think that may be my best pick. You seem to lock in on my picks well. Air Force minus three against San Diego State. I got Oklahoma. I, Tom, I told you, ATM that is Kansas. Every yeah, week, baby. Yeah, you got to play it. You got to play it. Got to play, play it until it doesn't win. Mandatory. Yeah, minus thirty nine. Sure, sure. I'm giving the thirty nine with Oklahoma against Kansas. They may cover that by half. Alabama is set to stomp Tennessee. Now, here's here's why I do this number, this twenty five. On the surface, you'd say I got to take Tennessee, Jeff. Tennessee can score. Alabama's defense is suspect. I think Tennessee scores enough. They get blown out, but they'll score enough to cover the twenty five. Right. The line was over 28 when it came out originally, so I got it down to 25. feel good about the value with that. I'll give the 25. But we talked to Brent Hubbs of VolQuest today, Tom. I spoke with him this morning, and uh, in talking to him, he described a beat-to-hell Tennessee squad that is mm. desperate for the bye week, uh, and that includes their starting quarterback. So I sense this is a lay-down yep. moment for the Vols. Getting on a plane. It's not like there's pride of playing in front of your fans before they throw golf balls at you kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I, 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 Tennessee is – look at this stretch for Tennessee. You're going me. on a quest. You're going on a Vol quest. <laughs> Tennessee plays Alabama this week. Then they get their beloved bye week, which they desperately need. After that, they play Kentucky and Georgia. 
What a stretch. How would you like, if we looked at Florida State's schedule today and we were playing Alabama this Saturday followed by Kentucky and Georgia, would you not be like, well, Jesus, we're going to get stomped. This would be a bad feeling. I would look forward to the bye as well if we were in that situation. (laughs) Give me Alabama, lay the 25. Western Kentucky and FIU, too many points here. We're going to (laughs) go, we're going to go, oh, he makes his debut. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've been following this Western Kentucky team quite a while. They score a lot of points. And I knew that number earlier in the week on Sunday. I thought, man, I wonder what that number is going to look like. And I kept waiting for it to go up. And it has. It's gone all the way to 77. That's a lot of points, Tom. I'm going to go under 77, Western Kentucky, FIU. A little under 77 for you. I'd hit the siren again, but, I mean, yeah. Okay. Everybody just laugh. Laugh yeah, to yourselves. Yeah. Go ahead. There you go. We're here to win games, baby. Texas A&M now laying only 20. It was 21 and a half earlier, All right. and it was down to 21. Now it's 20. Jump on it while you can. Late week value. Lay the 20 against South Carolina, who I can't stand watching. That is a terrible football team. I know I know the Vanderbilt game. Whatever. No, they're awful. I can't watch them. I don't know how they're going to score this week. Give me Texas. Jimbo screws up the spreads all the time because he runs fewer plays, not more plays. That's always been his M.O. I don't like to usually pick him unless I'm taking them and getting points because he shortens games by running so few plays. But I don't know how South Carolina scores. Give me Texas A&M minus 20. Yeah, but now he's that he's messed around with uh, revelry, the, the pooch, right, a couple of times this mm-hmm. season. You would think that it's full gas the rest of the year for Jimbo, right? Probably. There's always the Jimbo special. That's happened. Maybe times two, yeah, you could argue. Yeah, it has. Almost happened against Colorado times three. You got no choice. You better press. So we're going to go A&M minus 20 and lay it. And then finally, uh, give me a little UCLA to win the game outright. You could take them on the money line if you want. You, if you're given points, you only got to give two and a half to Oregon. I don't know what happened to Oregon ever since the uh, Ohio State game. They have not been the same team. Even when they win, they don't look good. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. I, I like UCLA at home here. To, uh, to win the game outright. So. Yeah, it seems like a fun game to watch, too. It will be a fun game to watch. i got a lot of football to watch this weekend, and I like that we're playing at noon uh, because we can get that game over with, stomp UMass, go about our business. Notice something about the card. It must be a giant card for this weekend. Yeah, no NFL. That's correct. No pros. Yeah, I will have pros in my personal life, but uh, in this case, with all that I was doing this morning, including uh, chatting up Brent Hubbs of VolQuest, Tom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at Hubbs Quest. Yeah. Brent's solid people, man. Guy does a good job covering Tennessee. This little endeavor, the College Sportsbook, has allowed me to meet a lot of guys who do a good job covering the teams that they do. And this is good for gambling because now you can just put calls in. Hey, what's it looking like at left tackle this weekend, guys? You're going to become as sharp in the next year or two. Yeah. What's it looking like at left tackle this weekend, everybody? What are we doing? Oh, hey, Jeff. It's the group text. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> hey, it's, fellas. it's shared information. Yeah. There you go. I like it. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash 
all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Anger that resides when something doesn't go right technically because you know it goes out over the air. It's not your fault. I'm not mad. I know you to be a producer extraordinaire. What happened? The uh, the bumper tunes from mm-hmm. the previous ah where we're still running. So ah, I see. So they were combining with my St. Paul, who feels so broken now. Yeah, that's a yeah. It was ruined. I, I well, kinda, we'll get you Paul Janeway. We'll get you back. Yeah. By the way, I do feel I do feel like tonight's NFL game may be unwatchable. It's um, what a terrible game. I was looking at the uh, inactives and 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 the injury. Res- I mean, it's unreal. Um, everybody on both teams is hurt. Nobody you've ever heard of is playing tonight. Except for Jarvis Landry. He's active. <laughs> He'll have 22 targets tonight. They've activated Landry from the IR ahead of this game. His first game. But I don't know, man. I, this is a, what a, ugh. And there's orange everywhere. It's just a bad game. Just an ugly game. I was looking into teasing this as a two-teamer. Um, uh, with You know, obviously, you, you, I get excited about these NFL six-point teasers, but I, I I can't do it uh, just because there's so much volatility. If I was going to do it, it would have been fun because I would have teased this along with the uh, Packers and got the Packers down to a point and a half. Could have teased this one tonight to the Broncos plus seven and a half, right? You get your seven and a half against a beat-up Browns team with no Baker. Case Keenum sucks, so you, you got a shot there, and then you, you tease it with Green Bay. If that's your fancy, if you can handle the volatility of the game where everybody's hurt, I might suggest that teaser for you out there. A little bonus action. Okay. A little bonus <laughs> Yeah, action. but you don't believe that, right? What for this mean? one, you're not playing that. I'm not I'm not playing it. Yeah, yeah. But I certainly thought about it. But you can make the argument for you it. You can make a good yeah. argument for yeah. it. A very good argument for it. I have thought about it at length. I thought about it driving over here today. People, you want to know what I think about it on the way to the show? Six-point teaser pleasers. That's what I think about on the show. I'm riding over here thinking about, hmm, that wouldn't be a bad six-point teaser pleaser. Get to a red light, look at some other games. Ooh, could tease that one with this one. You know, Director Matthew last week, uh, I think he teased like four or five. Was it a five, six-team teaser? How about that guy? Really? Yeah. Did it hit? I think it did. Oh, my goodness. Hey, he bet something like 50 to win 250 or something. Where it's the crazy. hell's my yeah. lunch? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Where, where's my lunch? <laughs> my man. Hey, so good job on third and Lang on warchant.com. Oh, thanks. Go, you guys go read that. Um, you know, it's been fun watching Dylan Gibbons get in shape uh, because now all of a sudden he's useful. That was not the commentary in the article. That's, that's no, that's something commentary. I, that's yeah. my commentary. Um, now, it was born out of the fact that he, you know, they, they pull him a lot and he's become effective. Early in the year, he wasn't because he was fat and out of shape. And, you know, that's unfortunate. Now, I don't know, did he, you know, he could have been dealing with something and so therefore he couldn't work out properly or whatever it might have been. But the bottom line is, you know, from day one, I told you, I was like, good God, this guy's out of shape. Let's get it together. And then he got it together. He, I believe that was your first observation on day one of camp. Was, no, what the hell is this? No, Jermaine Johnson was my first observation at camp. That was spring camp. Fall camp. Oh, okay, okay. Fall yeah. camp. You go, what the hell is this? That's what you walked over and said. I'm like, what? <laughs> did you see? <laughs> What is this? Well, it was ridiculous. I mean, you can't come in here looking like that. I mean, Jesus, we're trying to keep it together in the off season. Let's go. 
he may have been injured. Just I know you said it before, but just to doubly protect you there, you don't know for sure. I know he was fat and out of shape. That's what I know. Okay, and so, I tried. What, yeah, what I'm telling you, and it Gene, I tried. Listen, the reasons they could be bountiful, whatever. The bottom line is that's what we were dealing with, and I thought, you know, we we got some we we got issues here. We're going to have to get it together. We're going to have to work that off a little bit. But the point is, he has, and and this is even uh, more of a point. Not only is he currently effective at doing his job on the offensive line, which is not something we've been able to say about offensive linemen around here in a long time, consistently anyhow, uh, we have him for another year. So all of a sudden, things are looking up. You could play the song. We we have a, a, a guard next year that you're going to feel good about as long as he doesn't have an offseason like this last one. And he comes back. Then you've got the three that we talk about every week. Uh, in particular, uh, Smith, who has done a great job when he's healthy. I really like him, and his upside is is is, is really good. I mean, he's a NFL type guy. So all this potentially, potentially. I mean, he's got work to do. I'm not saying he's there yet, but he's never healthy. So that's that's a bit of a problem. But he's got to get there, and and you know, so I all of a sudden I'm, I could name you four offensive linemen that are going to be starters into next year. Knock on wood, that we like. I mean, straight up, no caveat. Right. Just yep. like them. They're good mm-hmm. players. Yeah, I like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, that's people are always uh, you know, wanting to hear about uh, things that are improving or areas of the team that need to improve and whether or not that's getting done or getting better. I'm here to tell you that, I mean, right now I feel good about four starting offensive linemen. Again, knock on wood that they stay healthy. They've had injury problems from the jump, but if they're able to stay healthy – from a technique standpoint, from a, a, a talent standpoint, from a size standpoint, I like them. Yeah, this weekend I'd like to see that they continue to look more healthy and you could see the fruits of their labor. I know Iris talked about that in, in practice and mm-hmm. he's been over there this week. Then I want to see him go on the sidelines and not come back because we've done what we were supposed to do as an offense and they could be ready to go. Oh, for you want the them challenge. out of there early? Yes, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. Now, we, we saw on the depth chart this week that, you know, Bob Scott, big Robert Scott, has been moved to left. So that's a good sign beyond what. He's getting film. healthier, is what it is. Yeah, yeah, you could see it in North Carolina, the way he was moving, getting to the second level in some plays. That was the first play we looked at, was the third and eight, and he was able to uh, seal off a linebacker, and, and he moved very well. And clearly, even though Darius Washington has had a really good time he's of it a, at left yeah, tackle, he's played well lately. Yeah. They like Robert over on the left side even more. So if if Robert Scott can give you what Darius did at left, and then Darius slides back over to right, I think you've improved both positions because from what what we've seen the last few weeks at right tackle is an injured Robert Scott. Yeah, not a, not a, not a real good one. He hasn't played well. Correct, correct. Which is why I find it interesting that unless they just want to roll right a lot more, I I'll, I don't know that UMass is going to tell the story of that, mm. but Clemson might. And we could see why that shift at tackle happened. Hopefully it's just, again, a function of 52 being fully healthy and that changes everything about the way he plays week in and week out. It's funny, every time you mention Clemson, I'm just I'm still struck by what's happened this season and moreover that they're underdogs against Pitt this week. I mean, you just of all the things preseason that we thought, we certainly didn't believe we'd be having a conversation in which Pitt was an underdog. Uh, I mean, excuse me, Clemson was an underdog on the road at Pitt. Are you still not buying that? You were leery of that of that line, and you felt like it might be a sucker line this week. Or do you feel good about pitch chances to cover? And- I'm not touching it. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, I'm not touching it. I don't love Pitt's defense, and, you know, Clemson has really struggled uh, offensively. But, Against air. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've yeah, that's correct. They've just struggled in general. But, you know, it's interesting. There's the DJ's lack of willingness to run 
really is a massive problem for them because, A, he would be a very effective runner. Yeah. He's a mountainous man who can move. Uh, and, B, it would help offset some of the problems they have in the interior. Um, you know, some of the throws that they need him to make require time, routes that require time, and he has doesn't have it. So I, you know, I'm just surprised they haven't adapt, uh, adapted really there. That, that's, that's It's interesting. Well, they've looked at a, you know certain packages for quarterback runs where they bring one of their guys off the bench. Mm-hmm. The, the scary thing, and, and not to get too far out in front of our skis and, and talk about Clemson week before Clemson week, but the scary thing about that game, it will always be from now till the moment it kicks off, is all it takes is one day to get everything right with those athletes, and you're in trouble. That's all it takes. Because we don't have answers for that. Well, you if, saw DJ Jordan doing it a year right ago way. against Notre Dame. Lit it up. Right. Threw it all over the lot. So that's always lurking. Mm-hmm. Even if, let's just say, God forbid, you're up 10 points in the second Whoa, half. Oh, what are right? we doing here? If it's 17 7, you're like, what are ah, we doing here? It's still, wait, wait a minute. It, it's, not, it's never over. Even if you're ahead by even a little bit. Mm. They could go right down the field because they've got the athletes to go make a play. Look at what they did. It, it only <laughs> netted them a three-point win over Syracuse. I'm yes, laughing as I yeah, say that. Yeah. What do you think about some of the catches that were made and low-percentage plays that mm, were made mm-hmm. to look easy because of the freaks that they have and they've recruited? It's not like the talent has gone away. No, no, the they've got positions. plenty of talent. They just really struggle on the interior. That offensive line is not good. Oof. It doesn't look like it's going to be good next year either. That's a damn shame. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Really, one more time, just for everybody. Liberty. Feeling good about Liberty over the mean green there. Give my friends a call at Liberty. 13-2, and two, their last 15 games against the spread. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Yeah, I got to tell you, I, uh, Bill Barnwell, I hope you're right, buddy. ESPN.com. Insider writes that the Bucks could uh, pick up more secondary help uh, by uh, setting their sights on Terrence Mitchell, the corner from the Texans, who are looking to accrue draft picks. And we only have to give up a, a fifth rounder, he thinks, to make that happen. Okay. Uh, we have the cap room to do that? I think so. All right. I'm in. Let's go. Let's make it happen. Uh, I thought you were going to say, like, Champ Bailey's coming back. Because last time we needed help, we went to Richard Sherman, so... Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunting, both on injured reserve. Uh, Richard Sherman uh, obviously hurt against the Eagles with a hamstring injury. You could bring in Mitchell. He's versatile. He can play both inside and outside. He's, uh, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. That's not why I brought that up. That's just an aside. I wanted to bring up something else, which is that the rumors are hot and heavy about the, the Miami Dolphins. And you've heard this as well. I'm sure everybody has who pays attention to the NFL. Uh, basically declaring, in essence, that they have given up on Tua. Now, that's not the headline, nor has anybody in Miami said that. But if there's any truth to the rumor that they're one of three teams involved in a deal with the Texans to bring in Deshaun Watson to take over at quarterback, uh, that means, obviously, they have indeed given up on Tua. And I think the most interesting aspect of that rumor, which features... Deshaun Watson going to Miami, and Miami obviously being involved with the Texans and a third team being involved to help facilitate the deal, and it's a moving around of picks and players. Washington possibly involved in that discussion as well. We've mentioned Philadelphia before, but let's let's circle back. First of all, it's a risk, clearly, 
because you don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson's legal situation. It feels like a, a move that Washington's going to win. It just feels like a very Washington football team move. But anyway. Well, I will say this. If you remove the eagle, I mean, excuse me, the legal, not the eagles, the legal matter, and I, listen, you know, everybody's, I'm sure, got an opinion from afar about that situation, but I'm just solely talking about personnel, talking about a move. Miami wins big if they get Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's who wins the trade. If you get Deshaun Watson, you win the trade. And he's one of the three best quarterbacks in football. Well, top five, certainly. Yeah, yeah, that is continuously changing as you're well, seeing a, a lot of yeah. young dudes emerge. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, But let's not forget the year he had on that sorry team. So you go back and look at those numbers. It was uh, Oh, I was advocating I, for him I, last I, year. I'm just no- noting for the listeners. It's, it's unreal how good he was on that team. It's also unreal where this situation has gone, and, and it's been thrown to the back burner. The NFL does a very good job of covering up a story that they don't want talked about. Uh, it was uh, you know one of the subtext items of the John Gruden thing was, oh, okay, so he's done. Who else you want to leak? Anybody? Anybody else? 650,000 emails? Anybody else? Nobody? I know. Crickets? I know. Okay. Well, Deshaun was all the talk, and now it, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's, it, they haven't ruled for a suspension yet. You could trade for him, and he could play tomorrow, I guess. Well, in theory, yeah. I'm but, sure behind the scenes, every NFL owner has been told that that suspension is coming. Oh, there is one. It's just a matter of yeah, how long. Yeah. But it had gone from a place where Adam Schefter was stumping for Deshaun Watson <laughs> when it was a contract dispute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. he said that this is a high-character individual. Oh, yeah, oops. Two weeks later, it's yeah. this. I mean, my well, God. what I think is weird I mean, we're not hearing anything about that case. There's nothing. I, what has happened? What are they doing? Everybody's just standing around. Are we filing charges or not? What's going on? What are we doing? And I, I advocated, by the way, at the beginning of all this. Again, I don't know the legal ramifications of any of this. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's true, what's not true. We know what he's been accused of by seemingly every woman in the United States. Now, I got it. That there was twenty. It's actually in truth twenty. Well, twenty eight. Yeah, every woman in Houston who <laughs> is involved in a massage <laughs> parlor. Yeah, that he could hit up on Instagram. So they have to own, So they have to own a massage right, parlor right. and be on Instagram. There, you know what? There is an yeah. owner of a parlor who's like, you know what? Thank God we didn't do social media. Yeah, I, I remember so Frank thankful. came to me imploring me to get on Instagram. I'm glad we stuck with radio. Yeah. So yeah, correct. But anyhow, we don't know what's real, what's not real. We don't know, like, I, it, the sense that I've had is that dude's going to pay a lot of women a lot of money. I mean, this is what's going to happen. At some point, there's going to be a, all right, let's settle this. I'd like to get back to playing football. If you're not charging me criminally, all right, go to my lawyer. This is how much we're willing to pay out. Who's in? <laughs> now, we'll see. The NFL and ownership groups can do a thorough investigation and ought to about what happened there and then make their decision. Is is he going to jail or not going to jail? Did he do something criminal or not? Did he just do something seedy? Whatever. People get over that all the time. But you got to find out if the guy's going to jail. If you've realized that he's not, well, then get with the getting and make the trade because the Dolphins are in a bad place and it doesn't sound like they like Tua moving forward. I mean, the, the, the fact that this is even out there suggests... I mean, imagine being in Tua's camp right now. Yeah, what's interesting is, you know, according to people who watch the media and super fans of both of those markets, what I noted yesterday was a few people said all of these reports are coming from the Houston side of things. Good reporters, you know, Texans beat reporters and insiders who have connections to front offices, 
but it's not being reciprocated by Miami reporters mm. who have the same level of connections. So to the people who are looking at it from afar, they're saying it sounds like Houston wants this out because they want more pressure on the deal to be made. They want a deadline to oh, be set. Oh, of course they do because they're asking for three first-round picks. Right, but that's important. It takes two to tango, and it sounds like just the way that this is being disseminated to the media, Houston is hot for the deal. Miami hasn't at least been reported to be as hot for the deal. Because they have to part with both uh, three first-round picks and Tua. They want to part with Tua. They, you know, they don't have takers. That's the other part. The other reports that you read are that this deal would have been done. Somebody would have taken a flyer and taken the PR hit because of the talent. You do the whole weighing thing on Deshaun Watson already. If Well, Miami certainly, uh, I, I think, would be willing. But nobody wants Tua. That's fascinating. I mean, that just... I mean, we, when we watch him, he doesn't look good. I understand that. But it's so early in his career. That's what I said about Josh Rosen, too. Was this like, okay, first-round pick then yeah, out of the league? Like, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, the money's not what it used to be, right? It's not so much where you're screwed for the next five years. Well, that's a cautionary tale. You go get that money. If you can leave early and, and you're a top-ten pick and you were – don't play it for next year to go number one no, overall. No, 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 Take no. the money. Go get your because money. Because you could be out of the league and be a top-ten pick. Oh, well, I, I would think if you deep down didn't like football – like you just were good at it, you just fake it till you get your money, and yep, then go yep. in there and suck, and you're asked to leave, and you're a millionaire. Okay, in, in a weird way, it's their own kiss my ass on Main Street moment. Uh, you're always searching for that moment. Well, who isn't? <laughs> you want to give me millions to not do anything? Sure, I like that deal. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, ninety-three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Great to be with you on a Redemption Thursday. Those wagers have been posted for those that are asking about it. There you go. It's uh, FSU UMass over 60 is what led the day. The rest are up. I'll post during the break on my Twitter feed so that you can see the Metro Deli uh, picks there with the ATM and the little funny drawings and all the good stuff there. Thanks to Metro Deli. Went by to see Rob today this morning. Had some breakfast over there. He's um, not counting his chickens that his Braves are up 3-1. to one Oh, buddy. NCS, but he's quite happy. I asked him, are you going to slide up there if they finish the job here and don't blow a 3-1 lead as they did last year? Oh, man. He said no matter what, they're the roadie. So they got game three or four, and it might be next weekend. So he believes... Like many people, I'm sure, in Tallahassee would do. He could slide up there for a World Series game. I hope they get there, man. Uh, it would mean the Dodgers are no more, uh, and that'd be good. Don't want them there. Don't want Houston there. Starting to look like Houston may be there, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I uh, that Braves team, you've said it many times, even though we're not a fan of the franchise per se, uh, it's a likable team, and uh, they've pitched really well in this series. If you really think about it, this should have been a sweep. If they don't give up the ghost there in the eighth inning, uh, rather unlikely. They, they they would have just closed out the series in four. It is uh, baseball. It, it's it's life lessons in baseball all the time. Uh, you know, we it's a lot of heartache oftentimes. Uh, ask the Rays this year, who lose to the Red Sox, and if not for an odd uh, rule, uh, antiquated as it is, and will probably be adjusted. 
they, they, they win that game in all likelihood. And if they win that game, who knows? The series could go completely different. We all know how that works. A little moment. It looked like the Braves had their such raise moment in that game by giving up the, the lead uh, and giving up four in the eighth. Um, but instead, they bounce back and dominate and look great doing it. So really, as it turns out, that was the outlier. Uh, the Braves have pretty much dominated the series. Well, and you've got a lot of players on that roster, and certainly the management group, who have been through the downs. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have been heartbroken in so many different ways. Winner-take-all game against the Cardinals, and it's over half an hour into the game because the Cardinals are still batting yeah. a half an hour into the game in the first inning. And then you blow the 3-1 lead, and you could see it. It doesn't always happen, but for special teams, it forges them. It makes them tougher, makes them more resilient, and that's what last night was. It was all about resilience. And the crazy thing is when that season is teetering for them, uh, July, August, dog days of the summer, it's Austin Riley, man. He's the one that comes out of nowhere and saves the day. I mean, he carries that team on his back. Well... I will say this. Uh, Freddie Freeman is eminently likable. Uh, his story is great, and he seems like an honest-to-goodness great guy. And uh, I enjoy listening to him talk. I also enjoy guys who, who go through something and come out the other side. It's kind of interesting to, to listen to that team talk. In fact, um, listening to their manager talk about Freddie Freeman starting the series 0 for 8 with 7 strikeouts, that's rather alarming when, you're, when your best player is in that kind of a funk. And uh, he was asked, did you say anything to him? He's like, no, I didn't say anything to him. I knew it was an anomaly. He'd hit. He always does. That's smart. Hour two, fourth coming. Stay with it.